I want to talk about um, a very interesting Nesiva Shalom on the difference between um, lower tshuva and higher tshuva and how he defines it and how psychologically he uh, <coughs> he really is. So this is on page 221 of the first uh, volume of Nesiva Shalom. There is the Sfarim Akadoshim say that there are certain sins that um, tshuva doesn't help, but those refer to this lower type of tshuva, which he's going to define. Abul tshuva ilaa, but the supernal or the elevated or the higher tshuva. Mo'ila gambahem, even those sins that are beyond repair can be fixed. Is he going to talk about which sins are those that are I think so. The the little things that we cut corners with. After a while, you think, well, that's okay. That's okay. Shinaslu keheta. I, I allow myself this, you know. And the Rabbeinu Yonah and the Hilchas Tshuva and the Rambam says, let's say I've, I keep everything else, but that one little thing I allow myself. So you are a mummer for one particular mitzvah. A mummer for one thing. You're going to be punished for that thing. And in fact, that one little thing uh, prevents you from a completed tshuva because you can go to Yom Kippur and you can go to Shamna Vagadnu and then the next day you know you're going to violate that one particular thing. All this about the brownie points and the rewards and the punishments all have to do with lower type of tshuva. But God, in his wisdom, still gave you an out. Even though you cannot fix this with lower tshuva, he gave you the opening, he left an opening for tshuva through tshuva ila'a through this higher tshuva. Now that's his introduction and he's marking out the territory that he is going to explore now. That is, halachically and according to the rule books, there are certain things that uh, the Gemara says are beyond tshuva. But, comes along the the Zoyer, Chelek Aleph, 219b, and says that there is a different, higher level of tshuva. Rav Kuk talks about this all the time in his Orota tshuva. And that is called tshuva ilah. Now, let's, let's, let's dive in. Second paragraph. Now, let's explain. Tshuva tatar, what is the definition of lower tshuva? He im hakochos im sheba they occur in the natural faculties of a person to do. So, 
that immediately rules out my alcoholism and my addictions to rage and work, right? Because I'm powerless over those. If I'm powerless over something, it's no longer in my natural ability to fix. It is in my natural ability to fix. If I make a decision tonight, I'm going to come home and I'm not going to yell at the wife. That I am I'm kind of able to do. But to refuse a single more scotch at 11 o'clock, on a, uh, 9 o'clock on a Shabbos morning, I don't think I can do that. I can't. It's just all week I'm waiting for that one dram of scotch and I'm powerless over it. These are the kochos at bottom. There are things that you can do and you can fix because it just requires your koach. Wow, he's now defining tshuva as a power, a faculty that is supernatural. It's not natural in my genetic DNA to do it. For instance, I'm going to give you an example in the human body. Um, a person has uh, certain emergency responses um, that he can, he's not aware of. But if you get into a car accident, you automatically have a reflex response to do something, or your car spins on the ice. Somehow you get out of it because of an unconscious reflex desire, meaning you weren't aware of that consciously, but in times of sakana, an emergency, somehow you can find within your faculty a certain ancient reflex that will keep you alive. And it's only in those emergency situations that you find within yourself the faculty to survive. So too, just like there are these physical faculties that you're unaware of, that come out at times of danger. In the spiritual world, there are kochos ruchaniim, there are spiritual faculties, bilti mukbalim, without boundaries, she'adam ba'atzma eno yodeimem, then you're not even aware of that, you have them. That can be garnered and garnished at times of need. Where would you see someone talking like this before the 20th century? The Slonomer is such a psychologist. When is he? When is he writing? 40s and 50s. 1940s. Yeah. This is only a psychologist can talk like this. He's talking about the unconscious mind. Who talks about the unconscious? Did he just say this faculty only emerges on the condition of that you're need, need. In, when you're needing, in, when you need. in times of need? Somehow you find it in times of need. And even in times when you're so in the blotter and you're sinning and your your hand is on that mouse in the wrong websites, right? And it's you have no control over it. You have natural abilities that you may not be aware of that are unconscious to get you out of that. 
and now using the Kabbalistic terminology, tshuva tato, lower level tshuva, he betocha olam hametzias shechata. That's in the lower world of the place, exactly where you're sitting in the blotter. There's a tshuva there waiting for you to employ. Uchuva ila. That comes from a place that's way above the blotter that you're in, stuck in the in the dirt. That comes from a place very high up. Another world. In a reality, in another wormhole of reality, in another dimension way beyond you. And that, in fact causes him to change wherever he is. It elevates him because it comes from another place. To the point where that tshuva that comes from this exalted place of tshuva ilah is a place of tshuva that is strong and firm. Is he saying that the two are mirroring one another? No, they're coming from different places. They come from different places. Now, Rav Kook talks about this in his Orot HaTshuva. Yes, there is obviously a connection. And, and Rav Kook says that, that the Tshuva Ilah is an expanded consciousness of my place in the universe. So that Tshuva Ilah isn't that I've done something wrong, but that the world is in a place of wrongness because of the setup, the way the world is set up. And therefore, the world has to do tshuva, and the people have to do tshuva, whether you are a tzaddik goma or you're not a tzaddik goma. So he's redefined the word tshuva. The slonomer sticks with the classical definition that is toshuv, meaning I have to return, although later he'll go Kabbalistic on us, uh, I have to return from the sinning I've done. Voracious Naktimashinem of Yisoda Voido, Alpib, Jeremiah 31, Shamu, Shamati, Ephraim is Nogi, Yisraeli Vyosa, Kegalola made. There's a double lotion in the verse in Jeremiah 31. Shamoa Shomati. Now, you can either say that means a literary device for emphasis, or you can say every single word of the Torah has an inner meaning not redundant. And therefore, what is the second Shamoa doing? Hashiveni <coughs> ve'ashuva. And what's the double notion of return me so that I will return? So it says in the in the Zealashan, Kilibo Eno Sheket Veeno Mitnachem Bachuvato. Even though he did one level of chuva, Hashiveni, he's not Ragua. He's still struggling. He, okay, so he didn't get on that website. But he still had the Yatesahora. He's still struggling. He he white knuckled it. That's all he accomplished. He didn't actually do the act. But as every addict knows, that act began not when he touched the mouse, but when his head went funky long before. So he didn't fix anything other than the lower level of tshuva, which has to do with the fact that he didn't click on the mouse. And that is because he was either afraid 
or because of all the punishment that he's going to face. And it's clear that that low-level tshuva is not sufficient. It's not appropriate. Because it comes out of a fear. I'm fear I'm going to be whacked. I'm fear the IRS, the DEA, the FDA, they're all going to swoop down on me. And that's the only reason I'm not misbehaving. But that's not a, that's out of a fear of the government. What about the love? What happened to the love? If I now go to the second level of tshuva, it's not because I'm fearing the sin, it's because of Atah Hashem. The Kastor in the front. Can you skip the first level? Can you skip the first level and go straight to the second level? Good question. For eight days after. Well, the first level is not worth getting, right? Then. Well, I'm asking you if you're allowed, if, you, if, it's, if it's possible to skip the first level, uh, not can you? Right? Is it possible to skip the first level? Because if it's not possible to skip the first level, then I'm not sure why we're literally. So I had a guy that came to me to go through it. last Friday night. I had a guy who came to my table. He called me up and he said, uh, I saw on the web that you're the local Rabbi Nachman expert. Can I have Shabbos with you? He comes to my Shabbos table. He comes from the Reform Seminary in Evanston, <clears throat> and he sees that, that that it's no good. So he wants to taste orthodoxy, but he wants to taste it not the way he was brought up. So he thinks that, you know, Breslov is the way. I said, well, what, 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 what made you leave Judaism in the first place? He said, oh, I'm very connected with the Mexican Native American culture. And for 10 years, I would go to the Yucatan and I would smoke the peyote and I had religious experiences. So I said, then, so what did you come back? He said, in my last peyote religious experience, a voice of the shaman came to me and said, go back to your own religion. <laughs> so I had to come back. So I went to the reform. And then I went to University of Chicago Department of Divinity, where he's doing his PhD. And then he went to the, it's, not, it's, it's gate-nished. So his tshuva is a tshuva me'ab. It's not because he's worried about anything. He had an alteric experience of this divine love in which the shaman tells him, you've got to explore all this stuff in your own faith. That's right. So, so that was your answer. You can skip the first phase. There are times where the tshuva, the many balei tshuva come to Yiddishkeit who have been off the derech, not because of the fear of punishment, but because they've had a religious experience. That the Mida of Ephraim is the Mida as the son of Joseph is the Mida of Yesod. Here we come to Tikkun Abris, that where the most of the Yitzhahoras are located. Shehu Ika Zare de Yosef Midas HaYesod. So what does it mean when it says the posuk Safakti al Yerech on my thigh I were became embroiled and in doubt in Jeremiah? Anything that has to do with the bris and the pagam of the bris. The highest Because the Zoya comes very, very hard. Unlike Halakha, the Zoya goes crazy about the pagam habris. And he says that there is no tshuva that can help, meaning the lower tshuva. That's not going to help you. It's insufficient. It's not going to work. It's too powerful. The sexual urge is too powerful. 
that come just merely through suffering and punishment. That's why he says, I'm full of shame. I'm full of shame because even the lower tshuva doesn't fix that addiction. The only thing the Zoya says will help that is this higher form of tshuva, so the Apostle says, please bring me back to you in my fallen state, despite my fallen state. Meaning, the only thing that can fix the Begam of Bris Kodesh is the higher level of Tshuva. The only thing that can fix the fallen love of sexuality is the elevated love of disinterested divine love. It's very interesting. What he's saying is, I'm stuck in the fallen level of love because I think that I can get my needs met down there in the blotter. It's the same God-shaped hole in the heart. I'm just filling it with, what's the name of Trump's ex, that porn star? Uh, Stoney? I don't know. Um, I'm filling it with Stormy, right? Monica. Monica, yeah. I'm filling it with that because I need I need a fix. I need a love fix. What he's saying is that tshuva tata isn't going to fix that. Just fear of punishment and thing. I'm I'm in a state of such lack. I lack. I cannot get enough of the love that this little child needed and didn't get. The only way to fix that is to fill it with the love of the divine. That's the only thing that can fill that. And that's how he's defining as tshuva love. The love of the divine in its exalted level is the fixing of that Yesod. Like it says in Shia Shirim, that the love is beyond death, uh, that is the love of the divine. Until he is love sick. Now, in the program, we're told that you, the only way you can fix this is to supplant it with, came to believe that a power greater made a commitment to turn my life and my will over to that. There is this substitution of the love and pursuit of the addiction for the love and the pursuit of the program that brings you to the divine awareness. It started out with the Oxford group, which was an essentially a religious Christian group. And it was the love of the divine um, that, that, that was they felt would be a fixing of this addictive quality. If you can just grasp this, grasp what? What did he say? This concept. Of what? What's the concept? Sorry. That this divine love can fix the lower love. Oh, yeah. You can't, but the divine love can. Right. Now go to Hay. Let, let me tell you one other quality of Tshuva Ilah. Where did the Hay come from in the first place? Now he goes Kabbalistic on us. Where did the original Hay inside me? Where is that addict? Where is that devil in me? Where's the paro inside me? Right? Boyel paro. He says, I want you to come to paro. Come to that charon af. Come to that dark side of Chabad. Right? The mates are yam. Through. I need you to deal with your disconnection between Chabad and Chagat. That's what paro represents. The litvak in us. 
I want you to come to him. You need to sweeten that and make it bigger. What is that? Who had simtum? Yeah, back to that old concept of the simtum. The symptom that occurs in me is when I can only see and focus on my needs and my IRS return and my family and my progress and my promotion and my, 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 my tivus that completely engulf me. When it's I at the center of my universe, that's the definition for the slonomer symptom. So he says, Tzimtzum inside me is a question of expanded or limited consciousness. What Rab Nachman would say, Moichen de Katnas and Moichen de Gadlas. Small mindedness, that's just me. Expanded consciousness, Moichen de Gadlas, is my place in the larger bubble. If I can only, as Isaiah chapter 40 said, open your eyes and see who created all this. That's expanded consciousness. You know, Rav Simcha Pshiska was walking once with the Yiddakodesh, his Rebbe. So the Yiddakodesh says that every Yid has a makor of his soul in a posuk in Tanakh. So he says, Binim. Boss is dying, Pasuk. What's your Pasuk? So Binim says, Nice Pasuk. Just what the Slonimus says. I want expanded consciousness. I look to the heavens at the starry galaxy. <coughs> Last week they discovered something in, uh, in the Antarctic about radio waves and the expanding versus the contracted universe and there are two poles of it expanding and contracting it's unbelievable just check it out on Google right I look at that and I go me bara Ela that opens my heart so the Yida Kodesh says the Binim Binim to Bista Goy well, well that, you needed the Torah for that anyone with a head in his a brain in his head can look out at the starry sky and see what a great God created all this I don't need the Torah for this so Binim says so Rebbe what's your Pasuk Onochi Hashem Erekecha. What? I am the Lord your God. Now, in, in Hasidus, that doesn't mean a theological statement of, of theism, that there is a God. What the Rabbinim, his whole Hasidus, and the revolution within the original Hasidus was that you have to see the, the Yudke Vovke in the Onochi, meaning you have to discover the divine within you. That's the purpose of Pshisk. The whole purpose of the Pshisk is A, don't fool yourself, and B, find the Abishta inside your heart, right? It's the beginning of Polish Hasidus. So he says, Binim, that's my posuk. I struggle all my life, every morning. And the Yid HaKodesh was called the Yid, the Holy Yid, because every day he woke up, he says, I'm starting out as a goy. I look at the scars, and I got to get from that to Onochi Hashem and he would daven shacharis at one o'clock in the afternoon because his preparations and his hachonas to come from the place of a goy in which I'm just looking out as an astronomer at the world and realizing intellectually there might be a deity to the point where I can say elokai neshomosh neshadzabi that took him six hours 
And so they called him the Yid HaKadosh because every day he would be Megayah. That's what he's talking about. <clears throat> he doesn't see the divine providential hand inside him, his higher self watching him. He has metzumtzum, he's in the tzimtzum, he's in the blotter. All he can see is his needs. So it, he is so psychological. I cannot get over him. How deeply psychological he brings the deepest sodas of Kabbalah. I mean, the symptom, um, the steiging in the symptom between the Alter Rebbe and the and the Gra and Reb Nachman. I mean, this has been going on for a century, all the way down to Rav Dessler, right? And here he comes, and I'll tell you how simple the symptom is. The symptom is you in your contracted visual acuity that you can only see that hole in your heart that you need to fill. He doesn't see this expanded consciousness of the divine. So he then says, the opposite of the symptom within me is the meter of divine love that comes down from the it comes from a divine treasury of unearned gifts and if I can only open myself to that treasury of unearned gifts I can fill myself with the ava, not the fear and my expanded consciousness then becomes wider not to see myself in the symptom but to see the and that he says is the definition of true